Welcome to Q&A with Q Banks, presented by JobCast, Journeys to Success with the Jobs for Our House graduates. This is episode number one, and I do have a special guest here today, Abby Blake. Now, fun fact before we start, me and Abby, we're both from the same city, the city of champions, but we're going to talk about this here a little bit later. I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. So can we get a round of applause for career specialists out of Stark County? Abby Blake. Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We want to thank you for that. I know you're busy, busy lady, busy yeah. schedule. Yeah, but you made it. Yeah, when I made it. I took the drive up to Summit. I love coming up here. You know, I'm I'm a I'm down in Alliance, so um, you know it's nice to get to come up here and see some see some coworkers that I don't see. You know, I feel like I have I feel like I have two jobs sometimes because I'm at the high school so much. I have I have all my coworkers there, and then I have all my job coworkers. So. Right, right. Now, I know you mentioned Alliance. Now, I'm from Alliance as well. So, so I'm born and raised in Alliance, as you said. I'm a 2006 graduate of Alliance. When I was there, I did the um, the media arts program. And so, uh, when I came back from college, from Ohio University, uh, go Bobcats. Bobcats, go. <laughs> um, you know, I, I came back and I was actually working at the school with um, the media arts program. And... Uh, I could tell you a little bit about my background and how it kind of came to job because sure, that yes. it kind of all rolls in. So I don't want to jump ahead head on your podcast, but um, that position was only part time. And so um, my best friend who works in the district um, was starting an after school program and it was designed specifically for students who uh, needed credit recovery. And then what we used to call those at risk youth. Ugh, I hate that term now, you know, yeah. um, but those youth that have barriers to to graduation and who just needed a place to kind of be after school. So I started as a tutor with that program. And within three weeks, uh, my best friend got a new job. And so I ended up running the program for five years. That program ended. Uh, and a couple months later, Jog needed somebody to to be at Alliance. And so. Uh, my name got thrown in the hat and they're like, it's the same kids you've been working with this whole time. And so uh, I interviewed Chris and he's like, you sound like the perfect fit. You're already integrated in the school. And so I jumped right in. That was in 2016. They actually called me while I was on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and uh, so it's easy to remember my jog anniversary because it's the same as my wedding anniversary. But called me in. Uh, I started in 2016 and. I'm still there. I've had a couple different classrooms, but still in the same building doing the same thing. So that's nice. Now you mentioned, you know, you were in that program prior to that. So you had the same students. You're, you're um, so my first year, a lot of the students that I had had in the after school program were in the jog program already. So um, even though I was new to the classroom and I was new to jog, um, I already knew a lot of the kids and even better I knew the kids that I was taking over a follow-up roster for. So a lot of times when a jog specialist comes in and they inherit a follow-up roster, they don't have any kind of relationship with those kids. So I was very, very fortunate that number one, I already knew some of those kids. So I could say, Hey, it's Mrs. Blake. Now I'm doing this. And I was really able to stay connected with those kids that way. Um, and then the ones that I didn't know, uh, you know, they kind of knew my name from being around 
and I was able to utilize the staff at the school to to make those connections. Yeah, that's good. And you mentioned staying connected because I do feel like, you know, connection is everything, especially with the students and the kids, you know, that last event. And I even went to Alliance last month and these kids are connected to you. Like they are very connected to you. You know, your name was brought up many times as far as being that person that they feel like they can go to. You know, they, they also say they felt like you were relatable, you know, so yeah. whether it was I think somebody said like you, used to, you do videos, you take pictures, you know, you'll even give them advice and stuff like that. And that goes a long way. And it, and it shows, you know, these kids are happy with you, you know. Yeah, for sure. I'm probably their only teacher that sends them TikToks at like 1030 at night. Um, <laughs> but I do or I save them and I show them in class. Um, you know, I've had a lot of kids ask me or, or say to me, Mrs. Blake, you're the only teacher that asked me about my life outside of the classroom I start every class um especially on Mondays I always try to start Monday like how was the weekend what do we do like anybody have any exciting news because it always seems like things you know go on on the weekend and then I try to start class that way sometimes a lot of times you know we're real busy but I always try and check in with the kids or um you know if they're going to take a driver's test or an STNA class or something test after class I always try and check in with them and say, you know, how did it go? Wow, that's phenomenal because a lot of these students may not have that same support that they have in your classroom when they go back home. Now, just for the listeners out there who may not know what a career specialist is with Jock, could you please elaborate on what a career specialist is? Yeah, so um, I always tell when people ask, what do I do? I teach kids how to get a job and how to keep a job. And all the interpersonal skills that they need to be successful in the workplace. So, um, you know, I'm teaching them decision making skills, how to have a conversation with an adult. Like you said, a lot of these kids don't have somebody at home. And so they aren't taught how to call a job on the phone and call off or call and ask, you know, a, a supervisor anything. They don't know how to, if they've got somebody that's bugging them at work, they don't know how to have that conversation in a respectful way. So, you know, early on when I first started with JOG, I was like, resumes, cover letters, like applications. And that is just such a small, small part of what we do. It is so much more like conflict resolution. And a lot of times, you know, there's something going on at the school, like, you know, there was a fight in the hallway. Okay, how how could they handle that situation better? And we, like, legitimately talk about that, like, in the classroom without getting heated. So um, we, we actually have a lesson coming up, and I, again, I don't want to bring home TikTok, but I feel like it, a lot of teachers will tell you they've learned more professional development on this app than, than they have in all their time <laughs> in school. Um, but I saw a lesson last week that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks here coming up where the students watch Brandy and Monica, the boy is mine. And then they have to, they have to pick a side or they, or they're put on a side and they have to have to like have that conversation. I was like, man, how can I make this a jog lesson? <laughs> and we were like conflict resolution, respecting others opinions, breaking down details. We're like, yes, this could be a jog lesson for sure. So that's the kind of stuff that I do in the classroom. And that's why kids are like, yo, Mrs. Blake is, she's where it's at. She's real because that's the kind of stuff that we do. And that, that's key because it's relatable. You know, kids nowadays, they're on the TikToks. They're on what YouTube, 
you know, Instagram oh, and Twitter, sure. you know, uh, for the most part. But I feel like mainly TikTok where the kids are at. And for you to gravitate towards the TikTok and then find ways of making a learning lesson, like you said, we can we can see something on TikTok and you're using it for beneficial reasons. You know, yeah, so absolutely. it's not like you're just throwing something out there. You really can learn from TikTok. You know? Yeah. And that's one thing one of the students actually said was the videos and stuff like that. And that's really, really relatable. Now, you did also mention a lot goes on in the schools, you know, whether it's inside the schools, outside the schools. And it can be kind of difficult for the students to stay focused. So, like, what are you doing to, you know, help these kids stay focused, you know, whether it's in the school, out the school, when it comes to their goals? Um, A lot of times I just remind them of their goals. Um, You know, is that is dealing with that mess going to get us to where we want to be, you know? I, you know, I've been around a while now. When I first started, I wasn't that far off from the kids. So I started in 2016. I was an 06 graduate. So, okay. you know, 10 years, yeah. it's not that long. A lot of times when I first started, I'd be like, I sat in the same seat. Like I had that same math teacher. Okay. <laughs> he still was on some mess when I was there, you know? <laughs> and so a lot of times I could relate to them that way. Now, now I feel that age gap a little bit more. Some of these kids that I'm enrolling were born uh, the same time or after I was in high school. So that makes me feel a little, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. But now I've got seven graduating classes under my belt. And so I can say, you know, like, okay, well, let me give you an example of. And I just kind of relate to them and and – I don't know. I'm the one that's going to give them the real world, real talk. I feel like, you know, I try and be the person that either I needed or my friends needed when I was their age. So and I'm and they'll tell you I'm all about the tough love, too. So I can I can dish it and I can give it. And so that's that's how we keep that mutual respect, keep that mutual respect. And it helps also, as you mentioned, you've been there. You know, you've been there. You've been in these same classrooms. You know how these teachers can be, you know, not all teachers, but we know how teachers can be. You know, we know how even students, you know, like so like a lot goes on, you know. So you covered that as far as helping them with their goals. Now, how would you say as far as, you know, going out there in this job market? You know, we got your students out there. You know, you help them, whether it is with, as you said, proper training. Now is finding a job, you know. In this day and age, I don't know, it's kind of hard to really determine because I feel like some places it's easy to find a job, but then there's times where it's hard to find a job. So, like, how do you deal with that in the students where you may have a student who say, hey, I'm applying, I'm applying everywhere, but I'm not getting a call back. You know, what's the process behind that? Oh, my goodness. Well, yes, I've applied everywhere. Nobody, I haven't got one call back. My first question is always, have you followed up? Like, yeah. you're the one who's looking for the job. Yeah, they might say they're hiring, but that might be just because they want to have, you know, a deep bench for when they decide to to let somebody go. Right. You got to go in there and be in their face. So um, I worked at a grocery store my first job, um, and we had a clipboard. And so every every time somebody came to check on their application, we never called the manager down. We all we did was have them sign that clipboard. If you called in, not like we did not write your name down. 
Uh, and when my boss went to go hire, he would look at who has come back the most to check on their application. Um, so I always tell the kids that, um, when I got that job, I went in, I asked for an application and I happened to know the lady that was working the counter. She was, um, a parent of a band member. My brother was in the band. I always got drug along with my parents who were chaperoning. And so she knew who I was from that. So she went and got the manager right then. And I actually got an interview on the spot. So I always tell the kids, yeah, these places are hiring online. You can text them and you can apply right from your phone. But everybody else is doing the same thing. So I always tell them, go in, go right in face to face. Let them see you. Let them see your drive and keep checking back. You know, if you you can kind of tell the vibe. You know, whether they really care that you're checking back or not. Um, but that's that's my number one thing I always tell the kids is, is, you know, what effort have you put in besides just submitting the application? And then after that, you know, if, if I know they're doing all those kinds of things, then maybe we need to take a look at what are you actually putting on these applications? Um, a lot of times it's blanks. They're leaving things blank that they really should be filling in. So, um you know, maybe it asks for three references and they're only given one or two or their references are their friends. Um, maybe they're not including Jobs for House graduates on as uh, one of their activities. I'm like, come on, I've been working so hard to get the community to know what we're out here doing. Absolutely. So so put that on your application. When I talk to uh, whenever I talk to an employer in town or a business owner, I always tell them the biggest thing is if you see JOG or Jobs for House graduates, on an application, know that that student has had these the soft skills training and, and give them a shot. Because I promise you, if they left my classroom, they have the skills. Absolutely. And that's key because sometimes that extra push is what all we need, you know, whether you are a student or even in real life, you know, because um, mistakes happen. You know, you mentioned, you know, they could miss out a reference, you know, could ask for three references, they may have put one, you know, it's just double checking. But as you mentioned as well, you know, this day and age, you can apply right on your phone. Yeah. But that's half the battle. Now going into these environments, going into these, you know, establishments, you can actually see them face to face. And as you mentioned, how it was back in the day. And I was going to ask you, what store was that that you worked at? Was that in Alliance? Yeah, I worked at Thorns on you. I was going to say that. It had to be IJ. Yeah. IJ just popped, <laughs> in, IJ just popped in my mind, but yeah. I, I thought about that. Okay. Okay. So that, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, I always tell the kids, I had a, you know, I started working there when I was 16. Okay. Uh, but I, I graduated high school when I was 17, but I was a good worker while I was there. And so when I left, the owner said, you always have a job here. So because I went to OU, we were on quarters. So we had six weeks off oh, wow. at, for Christmas. And then, you know, we had our summers and we had a little bit longer summer than everybody else because we didn't go back till September. So every break I was home, I was working. And so they would they would knew when I was coming home, they put me on a schedule. When I graduated, I graduated in a really bad time. People were not finding jobs for what they went to school for. And so... Um, I worked back there while I was working part time. I had four jobs at that time. Wow. But they were all part time. And so. And you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. You know? Whether it is part time, you know, that's what a lot of these kids don't understand this day. You know, sometimes you just got to get your foot wet, you know, get yep. your feet wet, you know, start somewhere. It's always 
it's just like a ladder, you know, just it's a stepping stool to get to the next level, you know. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you was working four jobs, you know, at a point you was working one, two, you know, worked your way yeah. up. But you were still in school, you know, you're still focused. So that that's the key aspect as well. Yeah. And the networking, you know, like I said, I wouldn't have got that job, you know, the way that I did had had that lady not been the one that was working that day when I went in and got an application. So, um, you know, at least for us, Alliance isn't a small, small town, but it's a very uh, uh, networking is a big thing, I it guess is, I'd say, is, is. Um, you know, we know. We know a lot of the last names, so, uh, you know, I could be like, oh, are you so-and-so's little brother, little <laughs> right, sister? Right. And they'll be like, no, that's my cousin, you know. Yeah. We actually, last week, my students started a family tree, um, and so they were they were helping me make a family tree on how a lot of my participants are all related um and it was we were getting a big kick out of it <laughs> yeah that's definitely alliance for you now you either are related to everybody or you know everybody now you did mention you know that after school program where you were working for when that ended how was that transition to jog yeah so um like i said i was working that after school program and uh it had ended and the principal secretary at the time was like like Abby's, you know, she knows these kids. And, and so my first group of follow-up kids, um, there was a lot of basketball players in that group. Um, the specialist prior to me, actually the two specialists prior to me were both basketball coaches at the school. And so it seemed like a lot of the basketball team was uh, in my follow-up. And it just happened to be that when I had that after school program, there we had a group of uh, of boys who, when my program ended at five o'clock, I would find them hiding in the hallway, um, either hanging out until practice started, or until their game started, or they just really just didn't want to go home. Um, at the time, we had a lot of kids trying to uh, get into the gym if it was left unlocked. So what I did was. I added on um, a couple extra hours, two nights a week. I checked their grades every week. They had to have um, A's, B's, and C's. And uh, I would open up the gym for those boys. I can't play basketball to save my life. I can dribble, maybe, but that's about it. Um, but I was just there to open the gym for them and, and open the doors. Um, and so that's what we called it was open doors. Um, but I just opened the gym up. And so it happened to be that some of those kids were the ones that I was following up with, um, and built and continuing that relationship that I had kind of built with them. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into it. And, you know, I had, I had an opportunity once to kind of go back to, um, back into media and what I had done. Um, I've actually had that opportunity a couple of times since I started a jog and, uh, there's no place better. Like I don't, this is where I really think that I was supposed to be, um, working with these kids. It's, it's fulfilling. It really, really is. Um, and gosh, if I won't like, those are my kids, you know, and I'll, I'll fight to the death for some of those kids, you know, um, because I see their potential that a lot of times this doesn't get seen in other classrooms. Um, so yeah, that's how I got started. And, I'll be here f probably forever. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's phenomenal. It does it like you take the personal approach with your students, you know, whether it is from opening up the gyms, you know, you're there for their extracurricular activities. You know, you're definitely doing a lot, you know, for your students and it's personal, you know, it's personal and it's relatable as well. Okay, so let's pivot here. Now, you mentioned your students in the program. Do you have any advice you would like to, you know, give your students? Not everybody makes it to graduation. So so props to you and think about all the people that maybe didn't think you were going to make it there. And when you are having hard times, think about that. Um, small goals. I always tell the kids. Work on those short-term goals because eventually your long-term goals will become a short-term goal the closer you get to them. So if you can just take one step forward, one step forward, one step forward, um, and and keep your drive, do whatever you can to get to where you want to go. So if, you know, you didn't have the best grades in school and now you've decided your senior year you want to go, you know, pursue higher education, Okay, well, let's go. Let's go community college route. Let's go uh, get those get, get the grades up. Get uh, your prereqs done at a, a more manageable environment for you. Get that GPA up, and then we'll apply to the four year school after you've got some of that stuff under your belt. So, um, work. I always just say, just keep keep showing up and keep doing you know, what you're doing and trying to get that, that promotion or, you know, move, move. If you're, if you're at the highest spot that you can go to at the job you're at now, find something that is relatable. That's maybe at a different company and go apply there. You know, always, always be working, always be looking for the growth. So, and that's very, very key looking for the growth, you know, definitely it's important to always, you know, want to grow. You know, definitely. Um, so what's the process like, you know, for you being a career specialist? So let's just say, OK, they graduate. Are you still checking checking up on them after graduation? We are absolutely, absolutely following up with them. That is the number one thing that sets JOG apart from any other program. Like I can go into a school that doesn't have JOG and say, here's what we do. OK, and I give them my little spiel. So I teach kids how to get a job, how to keep a job and all the skills they need. And then be like, oh, we already have a class like that. What happens when they graduate? What do you mean? They're, they graduate. Oh, well, let me tell you about dog. So we follow our kids for an average of 12 to 15 months afterwards. So building that relationship while they're in the classroom is huge because when they're not in front of you every single day, you're going to be contacting them at least once a month and checking to see that they're in that positive situation. Are they still working? Are they still going to school? Are they in the military? And if they're not in one of those three, it's still my job and still, you know, on me to help that student to get into that positive situation. So um, I was just earlier today working with some students that uh, graduated last year, but they have changed their situation. One was in school and decided that school wasn't for her. Um, she was working, that job didn't work out. So now she's looking for something. Um, so they're, you know, like I said, they're still my kids. Right. So yes, we follow them. Um, you know, we're required to follow them for that 12 to 15 months, but I have kids that call me from, you know, a couple years back and they'll ask me to help, but for sure. Yeah. We're checking in once a month and, uh, 
and I always tell them, I'll, I'll track you down. Don't worry. So, <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> again, because I know a lot of people, yeah. um, somebody's going to find you. I've, uh, <laughs> I've put names up on my board before and been like, okay, if y'all can get me in touch with Johnny, uh, I got a $10 Dunkin' gift card with your name on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I, uh, I find my ways. And so that's how we, we keep in touch with them making sure they're still on the right track, you know? So that's definitely a good, a good quality that Jog is actually bringing, you know, to the table, you know, still keeping in contact with those students even after they graduate. So that's definitely, definitely beneficial there. Now, um, you mentioned sports, you mentioned basketball. Now, do you currently have any students, you know, into sports now or let's say basketball? Oh, absolutely. So um, my kids are really involved with extracurriculars. So uh, right now I have... Um, about five students that are that are in the school musical, um, including the lead. Um, she's a jog student. Um, I have a girl who just signed um, for Ursuline College to go cheer for Ursuline. Um, I've got another one that's going to go run track at Mount Union. Um, my fourth period, I've got four of the varsity uh, basketball seniors. And so uh, they did amazing in basketball this year. And um, I pretty much have the entire girls' basketball team signed up with Jog. It just wow. kind of happened that way. We actually didn't <laughs> realize how many of the girls um, on the basketball team were signed up with Jog until uh, I went to a game. So I always try and make it to at least one game a season for whatever, you know, my kids are playing. And then I always tell them, you know, if you don't have somebody that'll – That'll be there for you to cheer you on at you know, whatever it is, the orchestra concert, you know, whatever kind of performance, let me know and I'll, you know, do my best to be there. So, yeah, I've, my kids are are very. Oh, and I have a uh, a state re state qualifier wrestler. Nice, so nice. Uh, one of my students just took third place at the state wrestling competition last weekend. So top it up for that yeah <laughs> third place. Uh, so like what's the typical, you know, your typical class size? So uh, my typical class size this year was around 20. 20. Um, that started much larger this year. Um, I had my classes were anywhere but around. They were around 25 to 28. Um, everybody, everybody seems to want to take jog <laughs> these days. So I'm actually getting an extra class added next year. Um, hopefully to bring the size down, I like it to be around 15. It's easier for me to build relationships with the kids, deeper connections. Um, when the class size is around 15, um, but I've got a big room. I'm very, very fortunate. That's not the case at, uh, a lot of the jog schools, but I have a very big classroom. Um, and I try, I do my best to make it as welcoming as possible for the kids. So, a lot of times we don't turn on the overhead fluorescent lights. I have LED lights in my room that light us up as long as it's not first period and the week after daylight savings. We've had to have the lights on way too much this week because it's been too dark in there. But um, I've got a nice little seating area and a little fridge that the kids can kind of bring in their juice and keep it in there or whatever they've, they've got going on. Yeah, I was going to say that because you do actually have a nice size classroom. 
to the point where it's not too crowded, you know, it's spacey, people can do work on this side, as you mentioned, you got refrigerators on this side, and I'm not too sure, but I know over the past 35 years, Jog has been in Summit County, Stark County, Medina, and Trumbull County, I don't know how long they actually been in Alliance. Yeah, Jog, Jog has actually been around uh since like the 90s yeah. in in alliance um wow. but it, it's it's changed a couple different times so at one time it was like a club and then they it was a class when i um you know when i took over and so it's been a couple different things but it was never I, i've really developed it to be and plus the year that i took over um in 2016 was the year that um our office here took over Jog. So it used to be run by, there used to be a, a different Stark County like department that ran oh, okay. it. And so uh, I think that might have something to do with it. But yeah, Jog was probably there when you were, because it was there when I was in school there? and I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. But that just shows you the growth, you know, within, even within the company. And like you said, what you did to transform what Jog is today, you know, yeah. especially in Alliance, you've done a lot. You know, these kids love you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say that again. These kids do love you, but it shows. As you mentioned, you cater to your your students. Yeah. You cater to your students. You cater to make them happy. You're there for them. You're attending basketball games. You're attending, you know, sending them videos. Always just trying to work with them for the better of them. You yeah. Know, self-development. So um, I do commend you on that. Definitely got to give you your flowers for that because, um, that's very, very key, especially this day and age. You know, not a lot of students have that influential person in their life. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, the kids actually, they want structure. Like, they like having somebody that they can, that holds them accountable. Um, and I definitely do that. So, um, you know, if you tell me you're going to do something, I promise you, you're going to do it one way or another, whether I have to hold your hand the whole way. <laughs> Um, but they love that. They want that structure. They thrive. They, they, they crave that because a lot of my kids, they don't have that structure. Um, you know, I, and I didn't realize how fortunate I was when I was a kid, you know, and I now, now that I do this job, I didn't realize that, you know, I had somebody who was at every, every band concert, every performance, cause my parents were crazy involved. Um, and so I didn't realize then how lucky I was. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, my friend got dropped off to the choir concert and picked back up at the end of the night or had to figure out a ride home at the end of the night. Right. And right. so those are the kids that that I'm like, I'll be there. I walked a girl across the court this year for her senior night for cheerleading. Wow. Because she didn't have anybody to walk her. And I was like, um, you are not walking across the court by yourself. So I was like, I'll be there. Be there. So I walked her across the court. So. Wow. And you mentioned the students as well, because I bet you probably got all types of students, you know, who's dealing with stuff inside of their house, you know, and like I said, may not have that support system. So when they come to your school, they feel welcomed. As you mentioned, that's your probably one of your goals, right? To make yeah. the students feel welcomed. And nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, it does feel like, they feel welcome there, you know, and you're doing extra stuff to make them happy, you know. Yeah. So you're walking the students, you're going to these different places. So that's that's amazing to hear. Definitely amazing to hear. Now, um, on your aspect, 
you know, how do you stay up to date, you know, on different trends and changes, you know, within this, within the school? Um, I, you know, I'm just, I'm involved. Um, you know, I, I don't look at myself as someone who works, you know, for a different company. When I'm in the school, I look at myself as a school employee. So, um, you know, if there's, you know, if the teachers are all having a special meeting because something has happened, I'm there. Um, because for all intents and purposes, I have a classroom just like any other teacher. Um, so, um, that's how I stay involved. As far as, you know, what I've, what I've changed since I, since I got there, um, you know, we do a, a thing called a principal's report and, uh, what it does is it reports to, we write up, you know, a couple paragraphs about what we're doing in the classroom, excuse me, and um, what we're doing in the classroom and how our follow-up kids are doing. And so putting that in front of um, our administrators to show them the good that we're doing or the things that we're doing, a lot of times, um, you know, they're so busy with our stuff, they have no idea that you know, last week we filled about 4,000 Easter eggs with candy for the community wow. Easter egg hunt. Wow. So we um, had a giant tub of Easter eggs brought in and candy. And uh, we it took us four days. So we took the first thing we did was they taped the eggs shut. So the first day and a half, we took the tape off the eggs. And then the second day or the third day, uh, we started in each, I had three different tables set up in my room and we did an assembly line. And so kids were finding two halves that matched together, putting it, putting a piece of candy in there, taping it up. And like I said, we, we rocked out about 4,000 Easter eggs. And that wow. is the third year in a row that we've done that in the classroom. Um, and so the teachers, I put some music on for the kids and we just make it a good time. Principal stopped by on Friday and was like, what is going on in here? <laughs> All these eggs. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just kind of, you kind of got to put yourself in front of them and show them like, hey, look what we're doing. Right. right. So. And that actually helps, most likely helps the school too, right? You know, oh, absolutely. The whole environment changes. And even when I was there, you know, it seemed like a lot of students who wasn't in jog was still peeping in to see, and you know, exactly what's, what's my, going on. My in hallway there. kids. Yeah, I call I'm, them, I call <laughs> them my hallway kids. Oh, okay. So a lot of times I build relationships <laughs> with these kids and. There's sometimes they, you know, I've got a kid right now who's been stopping in for the last, uh, I don't know, maybe two, two or three weeks. And he pops in every day and he goes, hey, Miss Blake. <laughs> and I go, hey. And the other day he goes, when do I get to be in jog? And I was like, well, did you sign up yet for classes? Like, put me on your schedule for next year. <laughs> and he walks out and I look at one of the girls and I go, who is that? Like, right. he knows me and we're cool. He's coming in every day. I don't even know that kid's name. So, yeah, I call him my hallway kids. Hallway but, kids. But, yeah, it. they, uh, it's, the, it, the lights have pulled a lot of kids in this year, too. Okay, so, the lights. Yeah. So what what the lights like? You got I just, light. I have like LED oh, like, strip LED lights. lights. Yeah, okay. And okay. so they uh, all the kids want to come in and tell me, "Oh, your room's a vibe" or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> now, uh speaking about that these the hallway the hallway students, the hallway kids. Now, what's the process if somebody did want to actually get into jog, you know, cuz I'm pretty sure there's going to be listeners out there who maybe who are not in jog and wants to become in jog. So like, what's the process behind that? Yeah, so um, even if you don't take my class, I can enroll you in JOG. 
So I have um, probably a third of my caseload. They don't actually take JOG as a class, um, but I have met them through other students or they are the sibling of a student I've had before. And so um, I enroll them in JOG. I check in with them a couple of times throughout the week. A lot of times there are those kids that'll pop in, tell me what's going on with their life. If I don't get a chance to see them, we have an extra class on Fridays called academic coaching. And so I always try and make sure that those kids are at least in my academic coaching so that I can see them for sure on Fridays. And, um, and yeah, as long as, as long as you've got all the qualifiers, then, then yeah, you can be a jog kid and you don't necessarily have to be in the class. Oh, that's good. That's good. Cause I know there's going to be a lot out there who's, who's interested. We have our CDC coming up, you know, that's our career development conference. And um, I know it seems like you guys take this pretty serious. So like, uh, if, you, if you can let me know the process and <laughs> behind this, because this is seems like a serious matter to you guys over there in Alliance, over there in Starks. So. Oh, yeah. Some of us <laughs> some of us are a little competitive. I joked we had a Q&A session about uh, the competitions to help out the new staff uh, to learn what the CDC is. And and uh somebody joked like oh yeah some people on here are a little competitive and I wrote in the chat who's competitive <laughs> and I got about three or four text messages <laughs> like Miss Abby you know that's you um yeah so so we are we're very competitive down in Stark County uh we like to we like to win, like to win. but night you know like we you know I support everybody else but uh yeah I definitely I work with my kids so um and I have a classroom setting, so it's easy for us to do those kinds of things. So I always tell my kids, we're going to look at it as a spelling bee, you know, like you used to do when you was a kid. So um, we're going to compete in here in the classroom. So everybody's going to do this. So one of the um, competitions is the cover design. So you have the theme. So this year is World of Opportunities. And so you have to think of in your mind. Whatever comes to your mind when you think of jog world of opportunities, that's what you're going to draw on the paper and color it. Make sure that those words are included somewhere. We're not all the best drawlers, okay? My hands, when I draw them, normally have four or six fingers, okay? I, I, we're not all the best artists, but we're all going to give it a try. And so then I normally take the best ones, and I actually send it out to the staff. So that's another way that I... Um, I try to integrate JOG into the school building as if we're just a regular program. Um, I send it out to all the staff and I let them vote and they pick which one we actually send. Um, career presentation is another one this year. So they had to make a 10 slide PowerPoint on their, on the career that they want to do. Um, and every student did it and every student got up and presented so right there, we're checking off the competencies that, that Jog is trying to teach, right? right so we, right. we're presenting to others. We're competing amongst our peers. We're being a member of the team. So we get all, all the checkpoints, all the model services. Um, but then the best one is the one that we're going to send to the competition. Got it. Um, so we've been, we've been practicing our team challenge all week. So we got our team pick. Got They're the coming teams. from... They're coming from third period this year. Okay, third period. Shout, third, out, shout yeah. out third period. Shout out here. to third period. So <laughs> those four students have been competing against the rest of the class all week in preparation for uh, 
for next Tuesday next or for the CD C- for the CDC. Now, um, if you can break down the CDC as well for the listeners who don't know what you know the CDC is. Yeah. Also, break down when does like when do you guys figure out that final that final presentation or that that final the final product that you guys going to send out. Yeah. So so the CDC is Career Development Conference. Um, and really, in my mind, I always tell the kids it's career development conference and competition because we're, we're going to compete. So there are about 10 different competitions. Um, we've got cover design, like I said, and that's one that's actually done beforehand. So we're literally designing the cover of the program. Um, so cover design, decision making, they're given a workplace scenario and they have to um, they have to look that over and then they go into the judges and they say, this was the scenario. This was the problem. Here are the possible solutions, and here's what I chose and why. Um, they have an interview, a mock interview. So they go with a cover letter and a resume. They tell the judges what job they'd like to apply for, and then they're interviewed for that job. There's the team challenge we already talked about. Um, there is students for service. So all the community service that we do throughout the year, like such as filling out the Easter egg or filling the Easter eggs. Um, you put that onto a trifold board, like, uh, like you're doing for a science fair, you make a scrapbook and then two students on that day, um, present that to the judges. So that actually is a two, um, two rounds of judging. So the first round, the judges just go around and they just visually look at, at what you have on your display. And then the second round, they come around and they ask questions. So the students have to be prepared to answer you know, how many students participated in this? How many hours did it take you? Um, and then that career presentation. I think that's all we have this year. So we we changed it up a little bit this year. So we're um, JAG kind of gave us some guidance on what they what competitions they're doing. And so we've kind of integrated um, some of theirs in with some of the ones that we did. So um, unfortunately, my favorite competition went to the wayside this year. That's okay. I I love telephone techniques. We used to have this one called telephone techniques where the students would go into a room and they all it would say is like, um, you're the manager of the ride operators at Cedar Point. And then the phone rings and they have to say, hi, this is Mrs. You know, this is Abby Blake. Thanks for calling Cedar Point. How can I help you? And it's a disgruntled customer on the other line on the other (laughs) side of the phone. And they have to try and make that customer happy. Oh, okay. okay. That was probably entertaining, though, right? Very, very, very. very. Um, and that was my favorite because I feel like that's the most real world, yeah. you know, scenario other than the mock interview, obviously. <laughs> but oh, and financial literacy. We have financial literacy this nice, year. Nice. So that um, that one is going to be like a written test. Okay. So, um, so like I said, I just let my kids compete against themselves in the classroom, and then, um they kind of say like, oh, you know, I think so-and-so did the best. And then we just kind of work with them and prepare the week beforehand. And they uh, get their professional dress on that day and they <laughs> show up to compete. So to compete, you know, so it's competition, you know, uh, Alliance competition, heart of champions. <laughs> I'm gonna say like that. I said, we got a lot of athletes, got a, lot, so. a lot of athletes, a lot of champions. There, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Heart of the champion <laughs> to end the episode off. Did you have anything else, you know, you wanted to say or any last minute words, whether it's to your students or to the universe? Oh, my goodness. Um, I just I, I, I love this job. I love the work we do. It's so satisfying to get to see these kids who come in 
you know, a lot of times at the beginning, you're clueless on what they want to do. Um, I had a kid one time tell me that he was going to, um, he was going to drive a Phantom, have five kids, a pet shark and two pit bulls. Jeez. And then we started to do some career exploration and saw that he was only going to be making about $35,000 a year. Hmm. And I had to crush his dreams, but we had to reevaluate. And by the end of the year, you know, we had kind of worked through that and and readjusted our goals <laughs> and dreams. So moments like that are are key. That's why I stick around. So nice. thanks for having me so oh, much. No problem. You're welcome anytime. That will conclude my very first episode of Q&A with Q Banks, presented by Jobcast, Journeys to Success with Jobs for Ohio's graduates. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts at Jogworks. Once again, at Jogworks, J-O-G-W-O-R-K-S, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, J-O-G-W-O-R-K-S.